Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumb Cast. In this, the high noon of season five, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every goddamn page of MT2, the Weird Weird West, the second in a trio of time travel adventures for TSR's Marvel Superheroes RPG. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. The Weird Weird West was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 23 of The Weird Weird West. This page continues chapter 11, which is entitled Traveling Cross Country. This chapter is about all the bullshit you've got to deal with when you're moving between plot point A and plot point B, and the judge is like, well, you're doing what I want, but it is nonetheless necessary to kick you in the dick. I demand that you keep careful track of three to four separate vital resources, plus deal with random filler encounters, or I shall kill you. Yesterday, we talked about all the mundane bullshit that can happen to you as you're traveling, especially if you are very slow, like the Misfits. Today, we're on to random encounters. On 40% of turns that you spend traversing the desert outside Dodge City, you have an encounter. You roll that encounter on a table back on page 23, and we did get some of those encounters described back on page 23. Uh, Fully 25% of the time, you'll run into a Crozar scout party. Uh, This is, quote, Four Crozar warriors and three World War I doughboys who are slave troops. The doughboys are in restraining collars, like the ones that Ford's Furies had to wear. Uh, the Crozar attack you every turn. The doughboys attack you every other turn because they don't really want to hurt you. The judge is encouraged to give the scout party whatever weapons seem appropriate. And everybody in the group is carrying one unit of food and one unit of water. So this is kind of a score. You get a unit of food and a unit of water. Why, one unit of water, that's enough to keep me alive for this very turn and no longer. Like if I was about to die from dehydration and I was suddenly attacked by a lizard person, I can kill them and drink the water, and now I'm still dying in the desert. I got an extension on my suffering. Another thing that can happen out here on the road is an encounter called Trapped Soldiers. 15% of your random encounters will be this one, Trapped Soldiers, and here's what happens. Quote, The heroes come across three soldiers cornered against a small rock outcropping by a pack of eight wolves. Uh, Depending on whose territory you're in, these might be either Alexander's, Napoleon's, or Genghis Khan's troops. Or if you're outside any of those three areas, these might be Chinese merchants. In any case, if you fight off the wolves, you get a little karma reward for helping these people. And you also get a little bonus to your relationship with the relevant faction. Or if these are Chinese merchants, then they just give you food. If you're slow like the Misfits, you're going to be making a lot of encounter rolls because it's going to take you a lot of turns to get anywhere. And over the course of those turns, you're going to find an awful lot of instances of three soldiers trapped against a rock outcropping by a bunch of hungry wolves, which presents you lots of opportunities for karma and reputation, even though it is strange this keeps happening. The moral of the story is, killing wolves is good and when you do it, everybody loves you. Moving now to chapter 23, let me give you just a survey, a brief overview of all the different encounters you can face that are described on this page. Number one, dinosaurs. You are attacked by not one, but two 20-story dinosaurs. If I were attacked by two 20-story dinosaurs in the trackless desert, as I slowly die of dehydration, you know what I think I might do? Especially if I were, for example, Tigra, who has the tracking ability at amazing rank. I think I might follow those dinosaurs, or follow their tracks, or follow their scent, and see where the fuck they are getting enough water to support their 20-story bodies. Another encounter we can have. Dogfighters, quote, two German biplanes from World War I swoop down from overhead and begin strafing the heroes. The pilots are hoping to kill the heroes, land, and take whatever food and supplies they might have. This is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Here we are walking through the desert, miserable and alone, 
these motherfuckers have biplanes. Hey, there's a river right over there. Instead of making multiple passes over me with your limited supply of airplane fuel in 1871 and shooting me with guns from the air, hoping to kill me and then land in the middle of the fucking desert, hoping that I'm carrying a canteen. Why don't you fly to the river that's right the fuck over there and drink your fill? You may perhaps be hungry for food, in which case I would encourage you to go hit up Alexander or Napoleon or Genghis Khan, or perhaps go shoot at a prey animal in the desert or a non-prey animal. Who cares? Meat is meat. Humans are the only animals known for their ranged attack capabilities. You've got limited fuel and limited bullets. Don't shoot at humans hoping that they're carrying food. Go shoot at food. Or go land next to the fucking river and hunt the normal way instead of aviating over the fucking empty wastes seeking whom you may devour. There's a reason people don't mug other people in airplanes. It is inefficient. Another encounter, hungry refugees. Quote, the heroes are approached by a group of seven of the townsfolk who live in Dodge City, who stop the group to beg for food and water. If you give them food and water, you gain karma. If you don't give them any food or water, you lose karma. Congratulations, you're a good person. You give of your meager supplies to the refugees from Dodge City. It gives you a warm feeling inside. It's sunstroke. You die. I don't object to hard choices. We're wandering through the desert. Things are hard. Shit's crazy right now. It's 1871 and there are dinosaurs. This is going to present hard choices to us. Maybe not such hard choices to the people of Dodge City, who do live right next to the river. We're going to find later that Dodge City is not doing great right now. I can understand why they had to flee Dodge City. I don't understand why they would flee many miles south of their only water source, begging for water. Another logic-defying encounter we can have. Chinese merchants, quote, The heroes come upon a group of four Chinese merchants, which offer food and water as trade items. The merchants will exchange one unit of food or one unit of water for just about anything. Capes, helmets, boots, captured weapons, etc. They have no information and are carrying 10 units of food and 10 units of water. The merchants have all of their ability ranks at typical. The heroes lose 15 karma if they attack the merchants. First of all, that seems low <laughs> for attacking these helpful merchants for no reason. Like, well met friends, we are randos in the middle of the trackless desert. I see that you are dying. We have a stock of water. We'll sell it to you for a boot. And you're like, fucking kill them all. I That's more than 15 karma, for sure. But quantitative morality notwithstanding, I have practical questions. Did you think this was all as simple as managing your water and your food and your sleep and your speed and your karma that you need to pass rolls when you run out of supplies unexpectedly and also the random encounter table? No, it's not that simple. There are also limits on how much you can carry across the desert. Per the rules on page 24, quote, each hero can carry a number of units of food or water equal to the number of columns in his or her strength ability rank. Poor strength can carry one unit of food or water, typical two, good three, etc. Now, per CDC guidelines, which I did look up for no good reason for the purposes of this podcast, if you're working in the heat, you want about two quarts of water for two hours outside. What this means is that the average person's carrying capacity before taking into account fatigue, dehydration, anything, the average healthy person operating at optimal efficiency can carry a maximum of two quarts of water and a sack lunch. Now that's bullshit in its own right, but if we accept that bullshit, then my question is, how did these four Chinese merchants get out here in the middle of the fucking desert with 10 units of water and 10 units of food? Their total carrying capacity, assuming typical strength, should be eight units of stuff. This is 20 units of stuff, and they're here to sell it. Keep in mind that every two hours, they've all got to drink water 
or they're going to start passing out. The supply of water that they have is just enough, assuming they can carry it somehow, to get them home if they've set up camp 15 miles away. Wherever they've set up camp, they clearly have plenty of water because they're out here selling it. We can thereby deduce that there's an ample source of water within 15 miles of this random encounter. What I might do when I meet these Chinese merchants is say, hello, it's lovely to meet you. We are superheroes. We hear that you're interested in trading worthless scraps of garishly colored clothing for vital supplies. We'd like to do that. And by the way, it is a simple logical deduction that you're getting this water from somewhere within like 15 miles. We would sure be grateful if you'd tell us where that source of water is. And if you don't, we would be equally happy to pour your shit out all over the sand and be on our way. Once you're thirsty, maybe you'll walk back to your water source and we can just follow along. Whatever works for you. Or, now that we know what the merchants smell like, perhaps we could follow their trail. I remind you that Tigra has scent. She can track a dinosaur back to its water source. She can track Chinese merchants' extremely ample water source. Just like she can track mysterious hooded figures back to their secret hideouts. Just like she can track Crozar, who come back to the Crozar camp with a bunch of water to give to all the slave troops. It's clear that they have it. It's in the text. They got a big stockpile of water that they hand out to slave troopers. They're getting it somewhere. Whoever comes into camp with a bunch of water labeled for slaves do not drink, I'll give them a sniff if I'm Tigra and then follow that scent out into the desert and find where the water is. I have so many options to find water. It's going to be extremely ironic when I die of thirst. Another random encounter I can have, quote, seismic disturbance. This is an earthquake. You got to make a good intensity agility feat or you'll fall into a fissure that suddenly opens on the ground. And if you fall in, then you have to make a remarkable intensity endurance feat or you will suffer 10 points of damage. Just straight up wandering damage. Might as well say 10 hit points fell out of your pocket. Another delightful thing that can happen to you in the desert is a windstorm. Quote, for the next one to five turns, keep in mind that is two to 10 hours, quote, all movement rates are halved with fractions rounded up. Flight is impossible while the storm is in effect. If you roll a 10, and you therefore end up with five turns of halved movement, your supplies will not be enough, and you will most likely run out of water. We have arrived at the stage of random encounter bullshit where we are in danger of being killed by wind. This is superheroism, TSR style. Finally, on this page, you can be attacked by cavemen, but if you make your intuition roll or whatever, you realize that they're just hungry, and you can give them some food and be nice. Assuming that you have a bunch of spare food to give to cavemen, if you don't, then you'll lose karma. And if you lose karma, you won't have enough karma to pay to make your thirst roll when you inevitably run out of water, and then you'll die anyway. So the question is, do you want to die as a good person or a bad person? No mention is made of the obvious solution to cut this Gordian knot, which is to eat the fucking cavemen. The dumbest thing on this page is that we are taking up a huge amount of our playtime in this adventure with this complex of like resource management, travel. We got this map out, we're drawing lines, we're measuring spaces, we got our rulers. We're figuring out like, is it better to take the food? Is it better to have the karma? I'm gonna need karma when we run out of water. Where do we expect to get water? Well, statistically, it seems like we'll probably get water every three or four rounds. What's our land speed? Oh, a windstorm just started, that changes the whole calculation. Everything is focusing our attention on the logistics of walking across the desert. And meanwhile, we are rolling on a random encounter table that is just like absolutely devoid of logic. These things should not be in the desert. And it's one thing to just randomly place monsters in a dungeon, which is in many cases an inherently illogical environment. But if I'm dying of dehydration and I meet somebody in the desert in the same place in the desert who's walked as far as I have, call me petty, but I want them to be fucking dying of dehydration too. Fuck these Chinese merchants, fuck these cavemen, fuck these wolves and these soldiers, and most of all, fuck the guys in the biplanes. The rest of us are walking across the desert like chumps. You've got planes, and here you are picking on us. 
leave it to German biplanes to punch down. Join me next time as we finally reach page 24, the penultimate page of this chapter, and the page where we finally tackle these bullshit survival rules head-on on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's theme music, used under Creative Commons license, is Western Firefight 2 by Kula, whose work you can find at kula.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H dot com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>